Good day, everyone. Welcome to day 25 of Acts. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to study your word. We pray, Lord, as we meditate, that you open our eyes and ears to hear you and to be changed and to be transformed by you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we'll continue our story of Paul and his encounter with Festus. Yesterday, we saw how Paul was with Festus, um, with Lysias, and today in Acts 25, we see how Paul Festus takes over his case so we're gonna go through it and at different parts of the scripture we'll stop and meditate amen so I'm reading from the new King James version now when Festus had come to the province after three days he went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem then the high priest and the chief men of the Jews informed him against Paul and they petitioned him, asking a favor against him, that he would summon him to Jerusalem while they lay in ambush along the road to kill him. But Festus answered that Paul should be kept at Caesarea and that he himself was going there shortly. Therefore he said, let those who have authority among you go down with me and accuse this man to see if there is any fault in him and when he had remained among them more than 10 days he went down to caesarea and the next day sitting on the judgment seat he commanded paul to be brought when he had come, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood about and laid many serious complaints against Paul, which they could not prove, while he answered for himself, neither against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar, have I offended in anything at all. But Festus, wanting to do the Jews a favor, answered Paul and said, are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and there be judged before me concerning these things? So we're going to stop here and, and just ponder on these verses. Here again we see the same attack against Paul and how Paul still remained resolute and unflinching, stating clearly that he had not broken any law which is true because the Jews as usual kept laying false accusations about him at the end of this meditation there's something that we might need to we will need to talk about and meditate on about Paul and while and why he remains one why he is acting the way he is right now what makes Paul so tough against all opposition what makes him so unbending what 
has strengthened his resolve. I know it has been touched on, but we're going to look at that specifically right now in this um, chapter 25. But we see here that the power of being a ruler, Festus, you know, the power of influence. And so taking a look from this, we, we need to keep praying and asking God to put in place influential people who would favor the spread of the gospel. People who will say no to when evil and darkness is lurking, trying to bring believers to an untimely end. And it might not be happening here in our location in Canada, but it is going on around the world, especially in some places close to the Middle East, as well as African countries. We see believers being targeted and killed for their faith. We need to keep praying for God to intervene. We need to keep praying, remaining unflinching in our prayer and so that the, the attacks of the enemy will not discourage believers. And so we pray for them at this moment that the Father in heaven will keep protecting them and us as well as we go about witnessing for Christ that the presence of the Lord will keep us and strengthen us in Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll continue our story. Um, verse 10. So Paul said, I stand at Caesar's judgment seat where I ought to be judged. To the Jews I have done no wrong, as you very well know, for I am an offender or have committed anything deserving of death. I do not object to dying, for if I am an offender, sorry, or have committed anything deserving of death, I do not object to dying. But if there is nothing in these things of which these men accuse me, no one can deliver me to them. I appeal to Caesar. Here again we see Paul standing on his right as a Roman citizen. He's able to appeal to Caesar. So we see how God from time had prepared him to be in the situation he's, he is right now. Verse 12, Then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, answered, You have appealed to Caesar. To Caesar you shall go. Paul before Agrippa. Verse 13, And after some days, King Agrippa and Bernice came to Caesarea to greet Festus. When they had been there many days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, there is a certain man left a prisoner by Felix, about whom the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me when I was in Jerusalem, asking for a judgment against him. To them, I answered, it is not the custom of the Romans to deliver any man to destruction before the accused meets the accusers face to face and has opportunity to answer for himself concerning the charge against him. Therefore, when they had come together without any delay, the next day I sat on the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought in. just wanted to point something out that 
we we mentioned it yesterday the accuser never rests he never sleeps he is always waiting for an opportunity to accuse the brethren it might not be something physically like what is happening to paul it might be in the form of thoughts it might be in the form of feelings of depression or even anxiety anything that represents darkness that sort of wants to cripple the work of a believer anything negative that that comes it might even be past past experiences you know decisions or regrets all these do one thing cripple our faith and it does not wait for you it's it's always there waiting that's why as believers we need to remain plugged to the holy spirit plugged to the presence of the father and receiving mercy the bible says submit to god humble yourself submit to god resist the devil and he will flee so it is only when we submit to god every day every second that we will be able to resist the devil and we also pray for the grace to be able to discern when 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 a negative attack is coming against us in our different works of life amen amen we ask this in jesus name amen so we see here Therefore, when they had come together, from verse 17, without any delay, the next day I sat on the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought in. When the accuser stood up, they brought no accusation against him of such things as I supposed, but had some questions against him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who had died, whom Paul affirmed to be alive. And because I was uncertain of such questions, I asked whether he was willing to go to Jerusalem and there be judged concerning these matters. But when Paul appealed to be reserved for the decision of Augustus, I commanded him to be kept till I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I also would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, he said, you shall hear him. So the next day, when Agrippa and Bernice had come with great pomp and had entered the auditorium with the commanders and the prominent men of the city, at Festus's command, Paul was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all the men who are here present with us, you see this man about whom the whole assembly of the Jews petitioned me, both at Jerusalem and here, crying out that he was not fit to leave any longer. But when I found that he had committed nothing deserving of death and that he himself had appealed to Augustus, I decided to send him. I have nothing certain to write to my Lord concerning him. Therefore, I have brought him out before you and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after the examination has taken place, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable to send a prisoner and not to specify the charges against him. Finally, we see here Festus showing great wisdom. Even though he was not a believer, God was able to put in him some 
wisdom as to handle the situation, as to how to handle the situation. For some reason, he just didn't give in to putting Paul in the hands of the Jews. And it showed that also God had prepared him to be at this moment fighting for Paul unknown to himself I mean he felt he was doing the right thing he felt he was following the methods he felt he was following what should be done policies systems and so here again we, we see how policies can affect us as believers and it's still the same prayer that those who are in charge of making policies those who are in charge of making decisions that affect people will not find themselves affecting believers or even all men because to God everyone is a child amen but that instead God will put in the minds and the hearts of leaders in our community the, 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 the wisdom to 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 make policies that will positively help those living in the community policies that will not be negative to children policies that will not be harmful to those developing in our communities amen and that will thrive in our communities we will believe we will spread the gospel in the name of Jesus amen the Bible says the heart of a king is in his hand so which means we should keep praying and trust in God amen so finally I said we're going to talk about Paul and why and why he remained resolute I believe that Paul had an uncommon zeal for God the Bible says in Psalm 69 from verse 8 I have become a stranger to my brothers and an alien to my mother's children because zeal for your house has eaten me up and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me our Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled the scripture when he went into the temple driving away money changers and people who were turning the temple into a house of money gain and monetary uh, exploitation he said shall not turn the, the house of my of my father into a den of thieves but we see here paul also walking in the same path he had an uncommon zeal and because of that the reproaches of those who reproached the lord fell on him as well so as 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 mentioned before all true acts we shouldn't be surprised when for for no reason people persecute us when people persecute believers especially when you're working in the will of the father amen so this is come as a form of encouragement amen amen we also see in john chapter 21 the importance of loving the lord and having zeal for him jesus asked peter in john 21 verse 15 
So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. And Jesus asked him the question two more times. Tend my sheep. Feed my lambs. Amen. What does this mean for us as believers, as leaders, as those who trust God? For us to be able to effectively minister to those around us as parents, as supervisors, we need to remain in a place of love for God. Because it's with the love of the Father in us that we are able to love those around us the way Christ loves us. The Bible says you should love your love yourselves the way I have loved you. So that means we need to experience and have time to enjoy the love of the Father. I believe Paul kept enjoying and experiencing in a very, very deep way the love of the Father. And you can see it in his letters. He will say, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. We say it all the time, but it's, it's a test that Paul had a deep relationship with the Father. And so all through Acts, it's about coming into the place of loving the Father and being ready to receive reproaches when they come. But at the same time, we pray that the gospel will not be hindered in our time and in our generation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow.